Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is up, everybody, and welcome into a very casual Friday edition of the DNBR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm. And Miroslav, uh, I guess 40 and older, we just sit quietly in our chairs. Uh, I didn't hear you make any noises, by the way. I mean, you're also a member of this panel that can easily make air horn noises. So I, have, I want you to understand something. I'm the MC. Now, you probably don't understand the various parts of hip hop and, and the way it works, but sure. I am the one on the yeah. mic. Uh, sure, you sure. guys are the DJs. You you guys oh. are the ones that are that are doing the music and, and you know, the sound. You know, the DJ doesn't actually talk yeah. either. Like, you're asking us to make like make noises into a microphone, I'm which is something that, that you have. Uh, vote breaks it, you do not. Uh, guys, it's going to be a very fun, casual Friday. You might say some Schadenfreude Friday. Um, uh, uh, all, all of our enemies are in absolute peril. It's uh, quite quite delicious. The trick uh, is to lose in the first round, and then everyone forgets about you two uh, weeks later. Dude, I've, I've thought a lot about this. LeBron James, like, he's already on his second vacation of the year. Like, he's just like, nobody's talking about him except for us. He's he's hidden. Um, he's fully over it all. Uh, you, you might be on to something there. Um, look, at, I got the squad here all the way from Serbia joining us for what is also a Serbian Corner Friday edition of the show. It's Miroslav Chuk. Well, hello, gentlemen. Hey man, you watching uh, cartoons? Yeah, my my boy is watching. I, I I hope we won't be canceled because it's it's SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't know if you if we if get you copyrighted the, for the, that. Yeah, <laughs> we probably will. <laughs> Kill check that, please. <laughs> that would that would be the absolute worst way for us to go out. Although it wouldn't be the first time you got us uh, our account taken away. Stuff, so. True story. True story. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know, Miroslav once had us play the Serbian national anthem. No, no, it was the song, right? It was the song. Yeah, it was Zakuni se. No, I can great. sing it. Come on, it's it's. it's and our my account music. was closed for like two weeks. It was terrible. Uh, down below, we've got D-Line Co. You guys know him better as Eric. Oh my guys, is life the most beautiful it's ever been? Can we trust the process of healing and life and beauty? <laughs> to deliver us the things that we desire most in this life? I think the answer is yes. I wasn't always so sure, but now that I know that in the end, justice is the only thing we can count on. <laughs> that was, a, I knew you were gonna bring it on the intro. I knew you wouldn't bring it on the air horn, but you definitely brought it on your first line, which was great. Uh, and then I got Brendan's vote down below. Hey, fellas, I'm feeling great. I don't know if you guys heard the new Kendrick, 
don't know if you've read these Joel Embiid quotes, but all is well in my life, my friends. All is well. Uh, there's a lot, and don't forget the Phoenix Suns, also. By the way, guys, that's which right. One of my enemies. Oh, right. uh, Kale, can you do me a favor? Can you put give us access to the haters ball? Oh, there we are. We're going to the haters ball. It is that time. Yes, yesterday, guys, to recap the Philadelphia 76ers. We wondered how would they go down three to three to two. They were fighting back in the series. Uh, had two very impressive wins. Then a kind of a sad game five. You know, Embiid, some people questioned maybe he was just sad that he didn't get the MVP, kind of had a bad game, a little bit of a downer. You thought, all right, let's gut check time. Let's see what this ha- this team has. No guts. It was such a, um, like, I don't want to, like a weak way to go out. I mean, they really went out without a whole lot of fight. Um, the game was Jimmy Butler talking a lot of trash and nobody wanting to step up to him. The game was James Harden, the prize trade target. Remember Ben Simmons, guys? Remember last year? Scared to take shots, Ben Simmons was. You have to get – you can't go into a do-or-die game with a guy who's afraid to take shots. Get Ben Simmons out of here. It was all his fault. If you guys remember last year's exit interviews, if we could pin it on one person, and we will, it's Ben Simmons. Get him out of here. Get James Harden over here. He's not afraid to shoot. Except for what's that? Two field goal attempts in this entire second half? Yeah. Zero. I'm checking my notes here, Adam. It looks like in their respective second halves in their final games with the oh. Sixers, Ben Simmons outscored James Harden by three points. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Three points, oh. too. Perfect number. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was just like, honestly, like, I, I want to clown. There's some real excuses for the 76ers. And I mean, sure. like, no, I'm being serious here. No, me too. He did have a broken face, broken hand. Like, oh, no. yeah. Those honestly affected him. Like, I can't sit here and just clown Joel Embiid full stop. Um, Danny Green goes out. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. I mean, that was a big loss for them as well in the game. But it was the way in which they got it. We talk about the Nuggets. They lost in five in the first round. They lost Jamal Murray. They lost Michael Porter. We worried. What's this team going to do? They fought to the bitter end, man. Lay everything on the line. And we walk away even in a loss going, you know what? That's a team that has some guts, has some balls, has um, some pride. You watch the 76ers last night, and I'm just like, that team has no pride. And we didn't even get to the exit interview. We'll get to that in a second. Eric, as you're watching this game, just tell me the delicious feast you were having in your soul. Well, I don't know if you saw what happened to Danny Green, but he was actually – he was Man, in, I can't I, believe you're going here. This is terrible. <laughs> I feel so bad for Danny Green. He was a victim of – Flopping, not his own flopping. Joel Embiid flops, falls into the knee of Danny Green. Not only emotionally, also physically injuring all those around him. Listen, guys, as you know, I am a beacon of justice. I like to make sure that (laughs) there is that there is in the universe. I got to take him out before we get canceled. I just have to like speaking of justice. I have to curb him before he goes too far on this one. Just somebody pour some cold water on Eric for a second. Uh, No, 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 no. Hold on. I'm not going where I think where you think I'm going. I'm just saying you already went where I was afraid. (laughs) We're already where I didn't want to go. There, there are things in this world. There are there are things that uh, can't be proven, but the existence of the basketball gods is something that can no longer be denied. All right, can I well, hold up? Time out, time out. Miroslav, because I believe in the basketball gods. Mm-hmm. I actually do. I believe in them in this abstract thing. Um, I think the worst thing you can do for to the basketball gods is pretend you understand the basketball gods. 
So Eric out here claiming justice to me. That's, I'm a little uncomfortable that we're calling. Oh, this that's because you're weak, and uh, you'll be punished <laughs> by the basketball gods as well for being so meek. This is uh, how smug it's happened. This is exactly <laughs> how it happened. This is the origin. Just, Eric, just Absolutely. stop for a second. I will say this though, Miroslav. Like, you know, and Chris Herring had an article on this several years back. He was retweeting it last night. You know, Embiid was taught how to fall because when you have that much weight, you're that big of a guy. You don't want to put too much weight. And so Eric likes to make fun of him because he does hit the ground no fewer than 20 times a game. But that is by design to try to keep himself healthy. But there is, if we're trying to be actually fair about this, there is a thing in basketball, which is when 300-pound seven-footers constantly are falling, it actually is a little risky for other people. We see it all the time. Guys get hurt by big people falling into them. And this is exactly what happened. Now, is this justice? Is it a rebel? I honestly think it's just Embiid trying to make sure his foot that had bothered him since he was a teenager doesn't re-injure. So I don't want to call this cosmic or karmic justice. I just... No. But there is something to it. I I don't mean to, to, to point to that as the evidence of justice, but all the same, like, the way that the 76ers have gone about their business over the last decade plus and coining a a phrase that not only uh, honors and exalts this behavior, it makes it seem like it's something that should be looked upon, studied, and repeated by other teams. The process sounds like something so official, something that should be uh, taken under advisory and, and looked at. And it is the... Like the way that they have wasted their city's time, our time, the NBA's time, they're the people that pay money to watch them. The the 76ers are a Ponzi scheme, and there's nothing more beautiful than people going about their business in such a dirty, despicable way, getting their comeuppance in a way that is so undeniable and so obvious to see the logical end to a dirty and disgusting process makes me so happy I could not... I, I don't know what to do with myself. Okay, we're 10, don't minutes, know what to do with we're myself. 10 minutes into the show. It's been all Eric saying things that I just have to shake my head at. Adam, I, this, I was going to say, I blame you. You planned a haters ball show and you threw it to Eric right away. I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't on the last haters ball, if you remember. They he just lost. What do you think he was going to do? <laughs> show sympathy? Miroslav, no. do you see this game or, you know, the, the score? Just anything. Kind of, what's your perspective on the, on the 76ers? Not just going out, but going out totally sad. Yeah, it is. It is sad. And when you when you look at the individual parts of that team, that's that's a pretty good team. I, I agree. It's not a super deep team because mm-hmm. they had to sacrifice a lot of their depth to get James Harden. But I mean, James Harden is not like like outside of top 100 players in the league, even with all of his flaws. He is still he's still a guy that that puts 20 points per game. On yeah. a sixty percent through shooting, it's not. It's not like he is a complete garbage, you know. And they had Tyrese Maxey, who was an amazing yeah. player for them all season until James Harden came there and and took away some shots from him. And you know, Tobias Harris is a very useful piece. So I don't know the the supporting cast about uh, around Joel Embiid wasn't so bad as it might look at, on the first glance when you see how sad they looked like, but. I, I really think that, that Joel Embiid should look at himself a bit this time because this time he, <laughs> he didn't have he didn't have Ben Simmons to, to throw under the bus. So he had to, to go to another to another teammate. And uh, I don't know. I mean some things he, he could change about his his uh, playing habits. 
like what, what Eric said about falling down a 300-pound uh, 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 behemoth falling, falling down 20 times per game. Work on your balance, man. You are the by far the strongest yeah. guy on the court. I do, I do think Adam is is right about this thing. Because Anthony Davis does the same thing. It's a trained thing, and I agree that it does like it kind of put a lot of people in harm's way. It is a little. And by the way, I do think it's part of why he gets so many foul calls too. Is like there's there's the like oh I got sure, hit. but I but this but, and... but that's also the reason why he missed like three hundred games in his first eight seasons because yes. he falls down so much i mean he's putting his body his own body into a lot of danger because of it similar to anthony davis to be honest i actually think anthony davis is worse than that like, he just goes up for a layup and he's like should i finish through contact uh, or no. i'll throw myself <laughs> yeah. horizontal midair while monte morris can test the layup you're you're right about that anthony davis i think is a worse offender it beats just so huge that every time he does it it's just like ignore it's like an you know like an elephant falling in the mud or something but vote if we get to the good part of this, it wasn't just the loss, which, look, Miami's a good team. I don't think they're great. They're a good team. I mean, they're all right. They, they're they going to the conference finals. Jimmy Butler played great. Oh, by the way, a little side note. Jimmy Butler, after we're walking in the hallway, saying they chose Tobias Harris over me. Number one, hilarious. Number two, erroneous. Jimmy Butler is so good at making up fake storylines. He's so good. He's like, Jimmy Butler, I almost respect how much of a liar he is. He make things happen. I mean, it's too good of a story for me to contest. So I'm he was the only person outside of Rachel Nichols' family that was bummed out when ESPN moved on. He was like, shit. Does anyone have Malika's number? Um, he was calling Malika. She's like, dude, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing whatever interview you want. No, but the real drama to me vote came after the game and, and Miroslav brought it up and I Eric brought it up, I think, as well in, in part of that. There is a history of Joel Embiid and the 76ers at large. Every time things go wrong, you got a point. Whose fault? Some guy's fault. Somebody's fault. And after this game, I thought there's no way Embiid's going to do this. He's going to handle it with a lot more class. Wrong! He goes <laughs> right to the mic is asked about, how do you feel Daryl Morey has done building this team? He's like, oh, he's great. He's brought in a lot of good players. Like, Curry, for example, who they traded to Brooklyn, like DeAndre. Like, he's out here naming the guys that are no longer with the team as his best moves. Not just that, he's also talking bad about players. James Harden, he's not Houston anymore. He's more of, I would say, a facilitator. Dude, I could not believe that he just went full-on finger-pointing. Even me, I was surprised by this vote. I know you were as well. Yeah, yeah, it was it's tone deaf really i mean the way that was sort of thrown at him last year and then you could argue look the ben simmons situation was specific it was loaded we don't know enough except then he just does it again <laughs> he swapped the pieces out and it's the same sort of reaction i had a two pronged kind of reaction myself the first is it can only be said in so many ways but what a privilege to root for Nikola Jokic. Oh. what a privilege for Tim oh. Connolly and company to build around a guy who does everything right on the court, but does most things right off the court as well. Namely, not doing this, no matter how frustrating things get. The second thing is, I'll stop short of karma or whatever, but much like watching the Brooklyn Nets fall short this year, there is a, a the tides seem to be turning in, in a bit where the soulless, uh, approaches to basketball and team building and team sports might be yielding less and less. And I know the Sixers process is a long thing to maybe call this the final point in the process is there's different GMs, different management now, but the point is 
it's been a soulless we'll swap the pieces out we'll do the math on this eventually we'll cash in the right assets for the right superstar well first of all you got the wrong superstar but second of all you then get this where Embiid is fully comfortable blaming people would be just as happy to see pieces move in and out this thing that Jokic is in love with this process not just of getting better but of moving closer towards a shared collective goal of the process of ironing out the wrinkles, the process of identifying the shortcomings and taking, not, not taking the easy fix, but building what's wrong, you know, working, fixing what's wrong on the foundational level. That's everything that's missing in Philly right now. They will reshuffle this deck and they'll try again. And I won't be surprised if they fall short and more to the point, I won't be surprised at all the next time MB does this because there's no sense of team. There's no sense of building from one year to the next. Love it. I find it to be a soulless approach. And I'm thrilled. Basketball gods, I'll never understand you. But I'm grateful in the last two, three years that you've stopped rewarding this shit. I mean, this no is honestly... This is honestly it. Is we're almost, You can almost overplay this. But I do feel there is a philosophy, a battle, a spiritual battle, if you will, in the NBA over the last decade. And that is the idea of championships are one on paper like you just assemble it why doesn't it work it's because the math didn't work out or because well we just got to get a better newer better player and to me it's such there's obviously a threshold of like this team is not good enough to get it done what have you but there's this other aspect of it that i just believe at my core that is basketball is about getting five individuals all to come together to be greater than what the parts say that they should be. And I look at that 76ers team, should they have been favorites to win? I don't know, probably not, especially when you only get a guy halfway through the year. But did they come anywhere remotely close to like bonding into a single unit? They were just some individuals. And it is the story from the beginning of the process. And the biggest like people who didn't like the process was for a couple of reasons. One, Eric mentioned, it's such a abomination of the league to expect teams to put out the product that they did and us have to be like, Wow, what geniuses that they are, that they created the worst roster ever just so they could guarantee themselves these, these things. Like, it's not genius. It's actually the simplest strategy of building yes. a team. And it's miserable for the paying customers yes. that are the NBA. But so there's that aspect of it. But there's the other one, which is how do you tell a great player like Joel Embiid, a great prospect, that none of this stuff matters until we bring the pieces and then expect him to have all the lessons that are like, actually, when this is all said and done, I have to look internally and, and try to say, where did this stuff happen? Those two things do not run congruent out of each other. And the last couple of years, the last two in particular, it has just been such a highlight of that exact fallacy. He, at the end of this, looks through the eyes of, of a Sam Hinkie and says, we need some better pieces. We need this. It's those guys' fault. And it's just, I, I just root for it to fail. I honestly Into the mic. Into the first public mic he found. Yeah. Um, Joel Embiid has, so, you know, obviously we've been locked into mortal battle between ourselves and the family <laughs> Billy ever since Joel Embiid was denied in their, in their eyes, uh, first team all NBA to Jokic. This happened several years ago. That's when the onslaught began. We have to then, I mean, there's really no reason we should care about the city of Philadelphia, the team, the 76ers. They're not in our division. They're not in our conference. We play them twice a year. Um, but the idea then that we are forced to look at the two pillars of these teams, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, and now are able to compare and contrast not only playing style, not only efficiency on the court, not only uh, just as basketball players, but now as men. 
And in the last several days, like Joel Embiid has come out and just shown himself to be so much less of a man than Nikola Jokic. Like he is not able oh to God. take accountability for, for his shortcomings. I love that he looked up as he was like accessing, how do I phrase this properly? I'm serious. I'm serious. I could not be less impressed with this guy. He throws people under the bus. He throws process under the bus. In the biggest game where he's supposed to be coming out and showing everybody they made the wrong choice, Nikola Jokic was the wrong decision for the MVP. He comes out two games games in a row injured as you say as Nikola Jokic was in the the final games that he played and he delivered absolutely nothing inspirationally on the court from a leadership standpoint like Joel Embiid needs to look to look in the mirror I don't think that he will I think that he'll look towards everybody else on the bench like uh but like he just showed so much of his character over the last several days and it's it to me it's it's this is the most satisfying thing is it's not just like who's the better basketball player it's like Yo, this is the guy you root for in Nikola Jokic. This is somebody to stand behind. This is somebody to look up to. This is somebody that when the chips are down, like he will take full ownership over anything that happens. He won't allow another person to slander a person that is on his team with him because he that is his team. He knows it. Whether or not we, we question his leadership because he's not vocal all the time, but like nobody stands stronger in front of the face, the, the hordes uh, of uh, those that would look to tear apart the Denver Nuggets and all of the players that play with him more than Nikola Jokic. He's just, I, I just couldn't, I, the more I see from other players in the league that I'm supposed to look up to, the more disappointed I am by them day by day and the more impressed I am by Nikola Jokic. Uh, there is one basketball reason for all of this is that the fact that Joel Embiid is not the kind of superstar that fits perfectly with every other superstar. In yeah. the NBA, like Steph Curry does, like Nikola Jokic would fit next to like 90% of superstars. Joel Embiid really needs some certain special kinds of talent around him to 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 be optimized in in on bo both sides of the court. But there is a bigger issue here. When when Eric looked up to 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 phrase it perfectly, I remembered. You know who had a lot of PR training, Joel Embiid. And mm -hmm. after all of those hours of PR training, he is still throwing people under the bus. I'm wondering what if he's really politically correct when when he's saying those things comparing to what he really thinks, you know? It could and be by even the way, worse. People know that you can't hide that. Like this is the thing about Yoke that the the teammates always say is that he is the guy you see. Like the, yeah. that's just who he is. And I, you're, I, I like that point, Miroslav, because you're right. If this is the polished version we see, what do we see right. when you're just in the locker room at halftime? When you know, like, what, what's the version we see there, or at practice, or on the bus, oh. whatever it is? If this is the summer of everyone comes around to Ben Simmons' side, I'm gonna have a <laughs> like. You know what? Hostile workplace environments are tough. Like, hey, Adam's all, pretty mean to me. All, I don't all I'm saying is, everybody laughed at him for having his mental illness and using it as a shield. And I'm just saying might actually be a real thing that he's dealing with here that I, I do think about. I do think the third time in a row he sits up and does this he is telling us something about himself I mean we are this is a hater ball show we led with Eric like we're gonna relish in this and we're gonna <laughs> you know but and, and embellish it but there's something to this there's a real there's a real point here and I think we've hit on a lot of it and the, the the one thing, Adam, you you touched on this. You always make this point. Just 
learning these lessons, learning why you lose, learning why you come up short, learning how to take accountability. I do think, and maybe this is easy to say, I'm not trying to go full FS1. Like, I don't know if Kevin Durant had to learn that stuff in Golden State. He didn't. And I think you look at a, a Brooklyn team that didn't have that guy, that, that spine. Um, and it is part of why easy to say. Now, I'd prefer everything was rosy, but watching the way Jokic responds to legitimate adversity, I just even with like okay, I'm 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 worried about Jamal. I'm worried about Porter, but from the Jokic element, I'm almost more confident than ever because I just think this is a guy that's taking these lessons, these bumps in the road in stride, and coming out a better and stronger and more mature leader of a franchise. And the most comparable talent to him in the league is going in the other direction right now. And my last last point, and I beat this horse a little bit, but. Beat this dead horse a little bit, I should say. Yeah, um, I, of course, you keep beating. Yeah, I just, I'm a, yeah, on a Jokic. Like, I was just about to say, like, how are you gonna beat a horse when beat a dead horse? Jokic? Using using the expression, Jokic yeah, we're still, defend, we're still defending Joker's MVP. That's right. Uh, but this is also one of the benefits of playing in Denver. People love to talk about the Sixers. We're gonna spend the whole summer talking about what a shit job they did. Who needs to go? We'll, ESPN will run those quotes. Everyone will forget that the Denver Nuggets lost in the first round and this team will get to get back to work without that dark cloud hanging over it, without the four of us sitting here laughing at them. <laughs> and I don't want to give too much credit to Nikola Jokic for being such a great teammate because you're playing a fucking team sport. You sh you're supposed to be a good teammate. I mean, if you don't want to be a good teammate, go into athletics, go into boxing, you know, go into tennis, be on your own. If you want to be a part of, a, of an ensemble, you, you, you need to feel that connectness with your team and not just like, like hang, handing out guys like, okay, let's trade these two guys. I, I don't care playing with them and let's see what happens next time around. That, that's just insanity. That, that's, I don't know. I mean, he's not as good as LeBron James. LeBron James did that for many years and he was a bit more successful than yeah. Than, one, one last point. And actually, Kale, you guys have to stick with me. I have a corny thing here for you. Kale, you can cue the uh, corny music if we have it to, to kind of help here. <laughs> so Jokic, Jokic in his exit interview was asked about the talent on the roster. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so funny. He was asked about the talent on the roster, and he's like, we have enough talent. It's just about can we learn to play together? And I just love that answer because it's his way of saying, like, guys, it's not about that. We're not just – we don't just need to stack the deck. And it reminds me, when I say – Basketball is a spiritual game to me. And I mean this sincerely. You guys are going to think it's it's corny because it's, it's a weird thing to say. But I mean this sincerely. There's this, like, philosophy in Christianity that says, like, everybody is bought into one body. And you, the hand cannot say to the foot, I have no use of, you, uh, of thee. And the parts of the body that are less honorable are just as important as the parts of the body that are honored. And this is basketball. It's like, yes, you have a Jokic. You also have a Monte, and they're both completely necessary to win. And that is the whole point of it. This is why I say it's spiritual to me, because building a team where those things don't matter to me feels like such a cheat. It's like when you go to play pickup and you get a team that has five of the best five players against everyone else. And you're like, what is the point? What are we doing here? But when it's a, how can we get the five pieces we were handed to figure out to become this best version? That's what makes it something that is the greatest expression of team sports that I see. Better than football, better than soccer, better than any of these. The way those five pieces could come together. And that's why, for me, basketball is a spiritual sport. Vote. Get your ad reads ready. You can go ahead. That was that music wasn't very corny, though, Kale. That felt more like a wind chime. Yeah, that, that actually... Was, it, 
felt like yeah spiritual <laughs> yoga class that was yeah. yoga like you gave me like 0. 0.2 seconds <laughs> dude. I, I tried my best Kale, Kale, there are you using excuse, are you going full joel and there's five of us yeah there's five of us teammates over there. we all have to work all five of us have to work together here kale i five of us. came in and pointed the finger at me said it's adam's fault even like, like, yeah, I, I, I look at the other side and they just have hosts that they're not afraid of anyone. Like they're tough. Even the L least listen, important Kevin, of us. It was a beautiful music. I didn't hear a word of what Adam said. It was yeah, so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Couldn't care less. You know what else is beautiful? The Colorado Avalanche, the healthy Denver Nuggets on your basketball, on your TV screen, I should say. And that's distressingly hard to do these days in Colorado, or at least it used to be. Uh, but what I consider your God-given right to watch your favorite teams on planet Earth is your right, and it's back thanks to Evoca TV, which has Altitude Sports, AT&T, Sportsnet, and other national channels. They're growing constantly, and they're adding new channels to their lineup. Coloradans, if you are in Denver and Colorado Springs, guess what? Evoca TV has service for you. So don't miss the first or don't miss the second round of the Avs. Uh, don't miss your favorite Colorado sports teams. Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use promo code DNVR. You'll get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 per month in the first three months plus receiver. No contracts or no hidden TVs. Evoca TV. They get the people going. And the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Our favorite team is out. Our favorite team to hate on is out. But we can still get skin in the game, fellas. Uh, right now, new new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if you guys are looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, We'll do that for you. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets. Which team will win? Which total threes made? Total rebounds? You guys know the deal. We talk about this every pregame. Uh, but the more legs you add, you have an even bigger payout waiting for you on the other end of that rainbow. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, here. Back segment two. We're going to have to push Serbian corner to segment three, Marislav. We'll have a short segment two because we're cooking. I'm sorry, Eric had 10 minutes of just straight, straight ISOs. Uh, scored 100 points. It was great. We're going to go now, though. We have to look at the other series that brought me just almost as much joy, and that is the Dallas Mavericks, who I declared dead in the water after game two. I mean, I just – they you, we rewind one week. Luka Doncic is getting singled out. Like, this, the Suns took turns clowning him. It was the rudest thing I've ever seen in my life. Honest to God, I don't think I've seen a basketball game that was as rude as game two was, where they all just were like, my turn – Oh, score. Your turn and just doing this. Well, Luca clapped back in this series and, and the Dallas Mavericks at large. And then you go to game five, same thing. Suns blow out the Mavs as he's walking off the court. Miroslav, Luca's saying, I know we all saw the video. Oh, they're talking. They feel tough when they're up. Everybody feels tough when they're up. I remember watching that clip and being like, damn, Luca looks awfully confident for a guy that just lost by 30. And then here he comes out in game six and just completely dominates, gives back. This was the second rudest game I've ever seen was what Luca did to them in game six. 
And I look at this and I go, holy crap, this Mavs team is now one game away from the Western Conference Finals. I could not be more impressed with Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson, and that Dallas Mavericks team. Luka Doncic has been playing professional since he's, you know, age 15. He was playing against guys that were 30 years old, 35 years old when he was 15. He's seen it all. There is not a single thing he didn't see before he came to the NBA. And then, of course, he had, what is this, his fourth season uh, in the NBA. You know, already like like three times uh, all-NBA player, whatever. Uh, I really give a lot of credit to him, both him and, and Jason Kidd, because... They're a really tough team. I mean, when you when you look at the sum of that parts, it doesn't sound like you have a, a lot of defensive talent there, but mm. they play like a unit really, really well. You have you have Maxi Kleber who was pretty bad the whole season, and now he's you know he's just hitting everything in this series. It's really it's really uh, a cool thing to see, and it's it's quite uh, inspiring to be honest because. I don't know. I, I guess this is this is the last season for Dylan Brunson with them. I don't think he, they will give him like like four four years, one hundred million. Here's the thing: Jalen Brunson's really good, but there are you could replace him with another. There's another Jalen Brunson out there. Yeah. No, I'm not saying there are a dime a dozen. I'm just saying he's not the only one. You could find an ISO sidekick that could play spread pick and roll. But if he, he was like good. like three inches taller, he would be a perfect companion for Luca. You know, but. He uses, though, like J.J. Barea, he uses his tiny stature so well. He, There are pluses to being that small, and he maximizes those pluses. Well, I mean, on the defensive side, this is, this is what I Even that, though, even I mean. that's it's the, it's the Draymond thing. He's so low to the ground that he can just get so physical and be so low in a way that's kind of hard to go up against. I'm not saying it's a positive. I'm just saying there are positives hidden in the negative. Sure. But to Miroslav's point, you know, if you give him that money, you still got Tim Hardaway Jr. under that sizable contract. Like it's going to be get harder and harder to add, you know, elite talent to Luca. And while I just spent a segment bemoaning the add superstars process, you probably need one other if you're Dallas. I mean, there's still a ways away from a super team. Maybe not. There's been good arguments this postseason about how good they look when he gets off ball, when they play more like a team. This is but I, I just wonder if I just this wonder if there's a limit. But go ahead. There, is, there maybe is a first of all that the Suns are the best team. I thought so. If you beat the Suns, maybe there's not a limit. Maybe that's right. actually I know. what it is. That's why they're. I mean, look, I never gave the Mavs a single percentage chance of winning the title this year until last night, and then I'm like, I don't know, man. They kind of seem like they're just kicking the ass of the Suns for the third time I in know. this series. It's so true. And here's and that's my point. So we just talked about trying to build super teams, D line. Reggie Bullock is not a name that rings out. He plays his role perfectly. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson is playing his role perfectly. Maxi Kleb is playing his role perfectly. They have a bunch of guys that just know what their job is, know what their job is not, do it, and then one superstar. Maybe that – I'm telling you, we might be overestimate, overthinking right. some of this stuff. You might be right. There. Well, I mean, Luca then drawing the comparisons to LeBron James that he's always gotten since he's been here. I mean, that is, that's a LeBron James team, right? Like you have one guy that is just doing absolutely everything. And then uh, everybody else, like either figuring out their place or figuring out that they don't have a place right. in the yeah. offense, one or the other. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to win this next game. I think they're probably going to lose as soon as they go to Phoenix. Every team that's won, every, every home team has won in decisive blowout. action. Yeah, in, in like for, if for the Mavericks, it's like they're either hitting their shots or they're dead. And that's it. Like yeah. uh, Luca is uh, like, he's incredible. I and mean, he now, really is incredible. He's putting up near Jokic like numbers. That's how incredible he is. Here, Here's another important thing though. D line. 
another thing is happening right now to the Phoenix Suns or in the series. And that is that Chris Paul suddenly looks like a 37 year old. Yeah. And I think there's a reason for this. Last year you go up against, first of all, Chris Paul didn't play in every game in the first round, right? He was banged up. So last year, first round, it only goes six. It wasn't that competitive, but he even, it was even lighter for him. Gets to Denver, sweep. That was a rest. You get to the next round, goes five. That's a rest. And then you lose actually in the finals. This year, you get Jose Alvarado, who Chris Paul pretends not to know his name. That MFR hounded him 90 feet from the basket on every single possession. And yes, he lost, but he wore the hell out of him. You get into this series, Mavs doing the exact same thing. And guess yeah. what? Yes, Chris Paul has had a perfect game in this series. Yes, Chris Paul has had some really good ones, but he's also had some absolute stinkers, including For the sure. last one. And I look at this and I just go, Chris Paul might have to go eight more or two more games, <laughs> four, you know, 14 more games, two more rounds. I don't know if he has it in him. It reminds me of LeBron. When LeBron won the title, five, 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 and five, all the way, or five, 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 and six, never was challenged, always got a week off before the next round. And again, I'm not taking anything away from him. You earn the right to do that. But I am saying some of these old players who have looked great, when they actually have to play intense 40-minute games, 40 minutes in a game, night after night after night in the playoffs, run out of steam. It's just it's something to file away because I think it's a big part of what's going on. You know what else the Suns did this year, too, is they refused to give anyone an inch. They they treated the regular season like a vessel to send a message to the league. And there's value in that. Like, they certainly didn't do much wrong this regular season. But it, is there something to – and I'm just asking. I'm not trying to – it's really easy with, with causality and correlation and all that. But is there something to, like, oh, Booker's hamstring flares up again. Chris Paul's looking a little spent in fourth quarters. You know, they, they, there's something too. That's two seasons in a row where they enjoyed health and they pushed themselves to the yes. brink. And the brink. And maybe, maybe the toll is coming. I don't yeah. know if they're even pushing themselves to the brink. Go ahead, Nurse Love. Yeah, maybe maybe it would be a good idea for them to, to score more than six threes in a game <laughs> in 2022. I mean, that would the mat, the mat is playing, is against you, man. I mean, if, if you refuse to, to shoot threes in, in nowadays, Basketball, it, it, it's not a great way to, to, to go. But you know why they, they've made it work for this long? Because Devin Booker and Chris Paul shoot mid-range jumpers with as much efficiency as most people shoot three-pointers. That's the difference, is they've broken the math by having two of the best mid-rangers. But guess what? One of those guys is absolutely exhausted and can't even get to his spots anymore. And the other guy, Devin Booker, he's on the clock. He's on the clock. Like everybody wants the superstar. This is and this is why it's interesting. Like honestly, I'll tip my hat to the Suns. They come out and win Game Seven and continue on on the path that they were on before the series. Because this is the thing about being the top dog. Yoke's going to see this next year. You can have eighty-two great games. You can have fourteen great playoff games. But you have the one when it matters, where everything's on the line and you play poorly. That's the only thing that matters, and that's where the Suns are right now. Their whole season where they dominated and did everything right, and all these guys should book or have been MVP. Chris Paul, they might actually just up getting bounced in the second round, and that's the only thing that will stay with them through history. <laughs> we'll, we'll forget about all of the other pieces of this entire season for Phoenix. We'll just I, just, like, I, I just I appreciate this preemptive dancing on a grave uh, so much. <laughs> they, they're going to win this next game, and this entire discussion is going to probably completely yeah. no Hold on, hold on. Who's, the D-line? Who's the best player in this in this game? Uh, it's Luca, for, no question. You go into a game seven where anything can happen, and you have one guy who yeah. is not just the best player. He's so much the best player. I'm with you, D-Line. I'm with you. This is 60-40 Suns. All I'm saying is Luca has this look in his eye that's like he's talking trash when he's down 20 oh right now. Oh, my God. 
he feels himself so much right now. The, the one thing I was left with watching this series to this point is how deeply unafraid Luka Doncic is. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, you know, like when Devin, when Devin Booker comes to grab the ball out of his hands and he just looks at him like, all right. He's and then he's just clowning. like, okay, let's go. Like there are multiple times, like somebody says something crazy to him in the, uh, in the free throw line. He's like, Okay, and he just goes right back at them. You like he, this guy is completely unflappable. I, I love it. I mean, it's like I don't know. It's like a uh, it's like a Balkan thing. I don't know, Miroslav. What's going on over there? Nobody's scared of anything. Well, Luca isn't for sure. Luca isn't for sure. He <laughs> he, yoke. he he actually brought Serbian folk music to NBA. Uh, you know, uh, gymnasiums all over all over <laughs> NBA gymnasium. We can hear the the Serbian folk songs. All the time because of Luca and because of Boban, of course, who is there with him. But uh, yeah, he he is feeling himself uh, all the time. He he has the the biggest, uh, the heaviest balls on, in all of the NBA. And I like that yeah, he, I, he started I, with biggest, but he wanted to make sure it was yeah big, yeah. I thought maybe I thought maybe he was, he was doing circumference. But I back. thought he was maybe doing like what I was doing when he was looking for just the right word. Like, how can I phrase this in such a way that we get the point across, but it's more poetic? Big, but he wanted but to add the word heaviest, cool <laughs> pendulous. And I know I know it sounds crazy because you know he is such a great passer, like like Nikola is. But I I'll still die on the hill that those two would be the perfect pairing because I don't know. What do you do against those two? I mean, they will score 140 points on you in any given night. I know it doesn't seem like a perfect fit, but but I don't know. Maybe in 2028, we'll, we'll get one season of that somewhere, whatever. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with both Luca and, and the whole Mavericks team. I'm also ashamed of myself for after that great segment we just had suggesting Dallas needs more help as they're heading to game seven in round two. Like they're still in it and maybe they don't. And I actually may have just realized in real time, arguably the most interesting team left, because if they do make it to the finals, if they do win this conversation, we just stumbled into, okay, super teams are annoying, but do you need, what's the ratio of elite talent versus role players that are good at that? Um, and is Luca in kind of like a dirk seat right now and, and ready to punch that thing home? So I'm ashamed of myself. Good conversation. I come out educated on the other side. It's honestly about how we have to look at this Nuggets team as they try to make this final step. Because there's a lot of like when we throw out the names, it's like who is the best of this or the best of that? It's like the number one question is who is going to be able to fill a role and be willing to fill that role and no other role for the team? And if you can get Denver already has Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. I honestly think they're 85% of the way there, right there, just between those two guys. Now you're looking at every other player and just asking, how do they fit the specific tasks that need to be fit? And are they willing to do that? I think they have some of those guys. The Michael Porter question is obviously going to be huge. The shooting guard position is huge. Where does Bones fit into this is huge. But to me, it's just the, the Nuggets, it's just possible. It's just there. It's just there for them. It's just you have to find that. And you have to cultivate that. It's going to be interesting. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, Serbian corner. Darwin, I see you in the chat. We may or may not get to you, uh, by the way, for the steps. So you can hang on. We, we, we. I'm sorry, Eric cooked for too long. He cooked for too long. I'm so, I've been cooking for. T- I've been preparing this dish for two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR, and of course. 
one of the official Breckenridge Brewery beers is the Avalanche Amber Ale, which is the first Breck brew I think I was aware of. I think I was aware of that before I lived in Colorado. It's a classic. It's delicious. And right now, we want to tell you all about the score, too, for a brew promotion involving that Avalanche Amber Ale. What's better than the Avs scoring two goals in the first period? How about a free beer? On game days, start your Avs game, or just start your day, really, depending on what your life's like, with an Avalanche Amber Ale at any bar or restaurant. But save that receipt, because if the Avs score two or more goals in the first period, Breck Brew will pay for your beer via rebate. Just upload your receipt to breckbrew.com. And also just try their beer and their seltzers. It's delicious. They're our friends. And one of the best ways to support DNVR is by supporting our friends. Speaking of which... Lightshade, Colorado's premier dispensary. We're friendly with them, and they want you to know about that Ripple product. It's a fast-acting dissolvable, clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy. Ripple starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so you can depend on a consistent experience every time. With Ripple dissolvables, you can make anything inedible. They should put a disclaimer on that. This is a weed ad. You can't eat baseballs or, like, basketballs just because you put Ripple on it. Uh, But with Ripple Quick Sticks, you don't need a vehicle. You can just put it right onto your tongue the most convenient way to get THC in your life. How do you get Ripple in your life? Well, you go to Lightshade. You go to one of their 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations, including the Barnum location, which is now open. It's their biggest one, has their biggest supply of products. Podcast listeners can get 25% off non-sale items with code DNVR. That's not one time. That's not two times. That's every time that you go into a Lightshade dispensary. Go to Lightshade. Let them know who sent you. DNVR, 25% off. All right, uh, Miroslav, it's time for Serbian Corner. Yes, and just before we start with Serbian Corner, I want to, to share uh, uh, something on, on the chat right now. Uh, today, EuroLeague uh, uh, published their documentary called, called The Land of MVPs, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's a story, a one-hour story about... That's actually one year late because it's talking about how Nikola Jokic, Vasilya Mitic, and Miloš Teodosic all won uh, MVPs like last year in three biggest uh, world leagues in basketball. And it's an interesting story if you want to hear uh, Jordi Fernandez or uh, Augusto Akovic talk about Nikola because Nikola wasn't obligated to speak for this documentary because it's not made by NBA. So, of course, he, he chose <laughs> not to speak on it. <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's a really cool, it's a re- really cool one-hour-long documentary on those three guys and there are some former and and current NBA players as well like Nemanja Bjelica speaking or Nenad Krstic Uh, so if if you get a time go check it out and now let's let's go to the Serbian corner with Miroslav and Moja this time only only Miroslav from my side and uh, today we'll we'll do a little presentation called the essential Serbian phrases with Miroslav, and <laughs> I made this beautiful font just for for I Eric. Was say, is, because... this, is this a is this a Comic Sans that we're looking? at? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's a version of Comic Sans I I've made personally. You know, it's wait, I, you I... made this font? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, not uh, really. But yeah, <laughs> I wanted you to think that for a second. So now let's let's. Let's uh, pretend that you just arrived at the Belgrade airport, oh, and let's start. Let's start. Yeah, this this mm-hmm. time I'm not using Cyrillic because you should know that Serbian 
it's not only phonetic, but we also have two alphabets we are using simultaneously. Perfect. So, uh, so I will not bother you with Cyrillic this week, but who knows next week? Okay, so let's start with this. Yes, Adam, do you know what this means? Good morning. Good, Good morning. Good That's morning. right. That's right. That's. I'm, yeah, already yeah. Half, I'm already halfway there. Excellent. Excellent. Except for the, the only problem is that I don't. I can't imagine the scenario where we wake up early enough. <laughs> to be able to use good morning. How Eric's about good... version of this trip, his vision of it is is very interesting. It's... My vision of this trip is blurry. Yes. Miroslav, can you teach Eric how to say, I feel like dying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, uh, dear sirs, uh, how might... Actually, never mind. I don't want to go back to Listen, man. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the Philly well. I'm going to leave. The rare okay, filter. The rare Listen, filter. if you wake up at 3 p.m., and tell to the guy "Dobro jutro" or "Good morning." That guy will know exactly what you need. You okay. know, so it's a good thing. <laughs> see my bloodshot eyes and be like, <laughs> so, wow. "So don't don't hesitate to use the phrase uh, as many times as you want." Okay, let's continue. Dalis TV legalni taxista. Now, what this means actually Go to is. The taxi. Yeah. Are oh, you are a you legit taxi driver? I have to are you a legit taxi driver? <laughs> so I, like a, I think it means legal taxi yeah, driver. Yeah, it's a, it's a legal taxi driver. So what happened like several years ago, it should be better right now, that you you could go to the airport and you, you think you're getting a legal taxi driver, but it's just some guy that's trying to rip you off. Oh and... Uh, so it's it's good to know this phrase just to be sure because you know the 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 criminal guy will al always uh, say if he is a criminal guy yeah, he, he will he has, let you pass it's it's part of the rules if you are confronted either a cop or a criminal ask directly you have to be truthful you have to be, yes I'm not a legal taxi driver. I'm sorry, is this a real issue, though? People like, could we get into the wrong taxi? And not really. Up, yeah. uh, can we not, not even, anymore. It can shouldn't be even, anymore. We can't even trust the process of getting a taxi. Yeah, I'm not. I'm second guessing this. <laughs> Dude, I've had so many, so many shady taxis uh, over the years in my various travels. So many, this, especially, this, especially in the big cities, when when they can feel that that you are a you're you're a guy from the outside that doesn't know stick out the city. So bad. I wonder if we'll look that way. Yeah, I wonder if we'll fit right in, I'm sure. <laughs> Eric's got So that that on. brings us to do to, to the next essential phrase and that's in a cab. Nisam znao da se prolazi pored Novog Sada kada se ide od aerodroma do Beograda. Now, I got it. Yeah. It's it's a big longer one, but it actually means I didn't know you need to pass Novi Sad to get from the airport <laughs> to Belgrade. And this is a true, true story. I mean, I think this happens you know, in a lot of big cities with foreign people. The taxi drivers will try to take the longest possible way from the ah. airport to your destination just to earn some extra bucks. And there, there were some guys traveling for two hours from the airport to Belgrade just to be, you know, rip off for $200 uh, dollars or euros. So, yeah, if you see, if you see the sign saying Novi Sad, you are screwed. Any chance you could just like be there with us? And we don't have to, like, you can like wait for us at the airport. Yeah, could you like just make sure that we're okay and taken care of, please? <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. <laughs> Let's go on. At the hotel. So we finally came safely to the hotel. Yeah, this sure, is pretty sure. good stuff. I, I don't know why, yeah, why I said yeah. safely. It's, it's safe. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is Vinite. 
gdje je najbliža Burekđinica? Uh, we can okay. get some Burek. Yes, excuse me, where is the nearest Burek place? Yes, let's go. I'm, I'm going to have to internalize this one. I can't wait. First of all, I'm very excited about cheese Burek. Is that yeah. the best one? Everybody says that's the, the, the purest. It's, it's my favorite one. If you go to Bosnia, where, you know, Burek is, uh, how to say, more part of, of the culture than in Serbia, even though it's huge in Serbia as well, they will tell you that if, if, if it is with cheese, it's not Burek. They will tell you that Burek is only with meat and everything else is, is just called different ways. But in Serbia, we call it Burek with cheese or Burek with meat. I can't wait to get some Burek, though. I'm, this is going to be like one of my top 10 things I'm most excited for. I think this is my biggest, <laughs> my biggest responsibility in Serbia because I really want you to have good Burek. And not just. I some, want to have bad Burek too. That's the thing. I want to try it we all. We want all. We need to know the difference. We need yeah. to have the good, the bad, the 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 Street cheese, quarter, the meat. Bodega. Yeah. The I was actually, palette, yeah. I was actually pretty dismayed to learn that uh, Burek is not. I, I assumed it was fruit based, and then I came to learn fruit. That was, you thought you thought uh, Jokic gained all that weight from eating too much fruit? <laughs> yeah, hey, like 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 a jelly <laughs> donut. Like yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay. I see. Okay. I see. Yeah, not quite fruit per se. Yeah, yeah like, a, like there are like a... there are some bureks with fruits. It's not mainstream, but you can. No, I know. It honestly, would be the Serbian equivalent of hot pockets. It's like he just had a yes. hot pocket addiction for a while. Yes, meat meat hand pies very popular in the rest of the world. We just turned them into hamburgers. Uh, but all the same, I'll, I'm, I'm looking vastly superior. If we're being honest, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, we'll have to see. Maybe we'll have some beer that changes our life. We, some, <laughs> we get some beer on the menu at the bar. I don't know. Burek. Excellent. Another one, very important one at the Burek place. Jedan Burek sa sirom molim vas. So that means one Burek with cheese, please. You don't want to embarrass yourself and ask in, in English because you know. You, you might not get it. Have we know, embarrassed so. ourselves by asking that question? Isn't burek with cheese already not burek? What are we doing? You're leading us <laughs> into a cultural disaster. Hey, you're not going to Sarajevo. You're going to Belgrade, so you'll be you'll be fine. Trust okay, me. Okay. I'm I'm taking this really seriously. The more Perfect. you say you'll be fine, just so you yeah, know. yeah. I'm terrified, <laughs> and I've never been more excited simultaneously. I, I'm, I'm looking to be elevating Milan to host now. Miroslav. No, no, I, I'm looking for a little danger in my life. I love this. I want things to be seedy and weird and for us you, to get a bunch of content off of you it. You know that it's it's like sex when it's dangerous? Hell know? yeah. That's, Let's that's go. Kind, so. Let's go. Finally, the truest thing said on this goddamn <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm more embarrassed at the beginning or the end of this show. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, real, it's a real bookend of terror. You don't know, like... <laughs> No, we promise I... segment two is great. Okay, we have one more phrase in Burek Place. Mahela, and that's... says they will not be fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very important. So you asked one Burek with cheese, jedan Burek sa sirom, molim vas. And this time you say, možete li da mi spakujete još jedan zaponeti? Which means, can you please pack one more to go? Ah, I'm going to learn that one. You know what? You're going to come with us. You'll be there with us. It's fine. <laughs> okay. These are, these are great lessons. Mir. So, oh, we got another one. At the Kafana. Yeah. At the Kafana. So first of all, you know what Kafana is. Nope. It's like a cafe. Hey, it's like a tavern, you know, oh. mostly. So so there is food there, but it's it's not the most important. You you might, might have live music there, you know, oh, like Tamburashi, okay. for instance. All right. So, yeah, Kafana is, is a really important thing and you will see many kafanas in serbia i'm sure so 
when we get to the kafana first thing nemoj više to mi je peta rakija now that means no more please that's my fifth rakija <laughs> so i will not ask you for the first four rakijas at all they will yeah. just be keep coming wow but you you are allowed to to stop at the fifth i feel like i need to i need to incorporate this phrase into our winners lounges <laughs> <laughs> i know for real yeah i Serbia is about to learn firsthand what a little wuss I am. People tried to give me five, six, seven rakias. My God. Yeah. If, if also, if Serbia wants to learn that lesson, they can watch the first segment of the show as you <laughs> wilted like a... <laughs> a, a <laughs> I just I was legally covering up my, our tracks here. Like, that's, what, that's what that was called. Legally covering our tracks. Legally. Uh, Miroslav, is it culturally, is it rude to deny a drink? If someone's like, hey, I got you this drink. Uh, yeah, it is. I <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's it's the, like, it's the greatest it's the greatest insult there is. Yeah. I like this is like um, when uh, George W. Bush was giving a speech and someone threw their shoe at him and they're like, that's very culturally offensive. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that anywhere like that's never. I don't know if there's some other higher meaning, but it's always offensive to throw yeah. your shoe at someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Another one. Didn't okay. think we'd get to Bush. <laughs> when you've had your fifth rakia, you will say, Ja volim Srbiju. Adam, do you know what this means? I'm going to vomit. Oh, Ja volim Srbiju. Let me guess. I love oh! Serbia. <laughs> if you don't say Sirbiu. that after fifth... After fifth track, yeah, I, I might need to Hey, this one's good. We got to learn it. Javalim Serbiu. Why do you say that? Volim. Come on. I'm going to say that before my first track, yeah. Javalim Serbiu. We should say it after everyone. We'll be the most touristy people ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> that like the NDR per? I love America. <laughs> I got a chance. Yeah. Dude, we should number one. <laughs> Please USA. print this, this on a white T-shirt, man. <laughs> you, you will not be the biggest tourist because there are always Japanese tourists and there's nobody there's a bigger tourist than a Japanese tourist so sorry there you go okay let's go on no, next week still... <laughs> no no that's it next week essential Serbian basketball players a course for non-casuals Oh, so baby. we'll see if it actually happens <laughs> oh next week all right for non-casuals can't wait uh, go ahead. Darwin wanted to come on. He wanted to give a quick uh, We didn't get to get to today, but Darwin, there you are, live from Yo. Pacific Northwest. Look at this. Is this a new set? Uh, yeah, we moved. Uh, we moved out to the peninsula, and we just uh, just planked the walls here. It's Look pretty sweet. That. I swear, you you've gotten more Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't it's think it was true. possible, but it is it's totally possible. There's literal trees now that make up your walls. <laughs> they're uh they're actually like salvaged dock pilings from like the sound around wow. here. Yeah. Oh, Kurt Cobain lived under them at some point. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Darwin, you uh what where are you at on birding? You seem like a birder. Uh so we in frame. This is uh this is actually a little Colorado bird. This oh. came from uh Air Force Academy. Okay. Wow, look at that. Beautiful, yeah. man. I love that. This is this, that's great. Um so we do we have a ton of uh, a ton of bald eagles, golden eagles out here. We're like right on on the sound. And today so. I got the uh, yellow-headed blackbird as well as the western meadowlark and western bluebird. Check oh, I love the meadowlark. Philosophical que- philosophical question for you, Adam. Is a bird with yellow head a blackbird? 
That bird with the yellow. Well, hey, man, it's not my decision. I'll tell you, there's, there's really the three types of bird names, the random ones. The ones that are named after very horrible humans in human history, like okay. naturalists that are actually really bad. And then the sure. last ones that are just literally what they look like. Red-winged blackbird, yellow-headed blackbird. And so, yeah, that's exactly what they look like. If they're mostly right, black, they're a blackbird. All right, Darwin, you had a... Uh, anyway. You, you wanted on for at least... Just oh, a, uh, and also, shout out the homie Miroslav. Uh, I've been listening to, to Serbian Corner all, all year long. And it's excellent. So thanks, my much. guy. My guy. I think this is like third time we are sharing the screen. I love, I love Darwin. <laughs> Actually, first time I was doing the steps back way back in the day. He was my my wingman back then. So <laughs> more bird time. I'll I'll be glad to be your wingman today. I love it, man. I love it. Everybody, thanks, Miro. What a great week! The first full week mm. of the off season, and my god, it was great. We started off maybe mm. minor sad, like little baby sad, but we mm. finished just like, oh my oh. god, look at Eric, dude. So oh, y'all, y'all haven't mentioned it. Uh, did you see that that the Lakers are targeting Doc if if Philly mm. fires him? Man, well, they're not. Fi- they're not firing him. Probably not. He's got three years left on his deal at twenty four million dollars. They're not firing him. They're stuck with him. I'm sorry. <laughs> Same with James Harden. They're just like. They're pot committed. The 76ers are pot committed, and it's a gorgeous thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we do have some super chats. That's right. We got some super chats. Uh, go ahead, Kale. Let's get to these. We always appreciate super chats. Astray says, happy Serbian corner? Question mark. And he may, may have ended Danny's career. MRI, MRI confirmed both the torn ACL and torn LCL. It's true. Um, That's horrible. I, I think Danny Green, they have a team option on him, too. So, sadly, can you imagine losing $10 million in the, the last game of the season? I mean, I, I honestly feel terrible for Danny Green. I do, too. I, it's horrible. It's He's a great player, too. He's a the, the one nice thing is that Danny Green has had a very good NBA career. and is a He really player. has. Kind of the Robert Ori of this era. Like he, he is, yeah. Finding yeah. himself on all the good teams. All right. What else? Carlo says, Embiid does not deserve this hell. Mm. Sixers fans do. You're um, half. You're half right about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, nobody deserves this hell. I, I don't. I no, no, no. Couldn't happen to a better group of people. <laughs> Jeez. And then Josh Moore says, "What's the over under on Jokic keeping a house in Denver after he retires?" Uh, Minus zero. One, no, it's, Minus it's, one, that would no. That would be <laughs> plus. 28 bazillion million, some number that has not been a Googleplex. Jokic no- was in Serbia like 13 hours after the final buzzer sounded in the season. Like he, uh, I, I think he appreciates Denver. I think he would rather work from Denver than probably most cities. But I've asked him this question and it broke my heart a little bit, but I can't blame him. I asked him, is it your second home? He said, no, I only have one home. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, I, I, you, you don't besmirch the man. Like this is this is the truest human being out of this is the most <laughs> earnest, genuine person. He's not lying to us. He never he never lies to us, to my knowledge. He is exactly who you think that he is, and that's why he is so great. Do you think when we're in Serbia, Eric, you're going to be like, wow, this kind of feels like home to me? Uh, I'm definitely moving to Serbia at some point. So yes, <laughs> there you go. I, I would like to chip in. I think Nicola will keep at least one apartment in Denver just because it's easier to go to your apartment than to a hotel because he will need to come from time to time back to Denver, you know, really? to put his, his, his uh, uh, kit in the rafters and, and such things, you know. So it's, it's a hassle to go to a hotel. It's true. It's, it's easier true. to go to your... I He's... mean, especially if that apartment costs like like one one 
thousandth of your last contract. So you know, why not? <laughs> what a great addition to the show, guys. Everybody, have a great rest of your the- weekend. Be safe, everyone. Get out there, see some birds, and we'll see you on Monday. All right. Where, what happened to vote, by the way? Where did- <laughs> <laughs> you just dipped. <laughs> <laughs>